Living in the Gray, a questions but no answers series. Well, we're all living in the gray. Yeah, you're living in the gray. Living in the gray. Living in the gray, ay, ay. Don't talk about politics. Don't give a damn about sports. Leave that to the masses. You're part of a different cohort. Living in the gray. I am your host, E.F. Glenn. Welcome to my podcast. Well, finally, we made it, my Living in the Gray Soul Secrets. This is the final episode in this first season of Living in the Gray. And I titled this episode Perception, because really our perception is what keeps us in the black and white. That gray area exists far more than we realize. I want you to listen to me and Mona's conversation about living in the gray as it relates to our lives. Just like they said, there's A and B students. Then you have a C. There's way more C. There's way more white. So you have white and black. Mm -hmm. There's way more gray than there is white and black. Absolutely. Most people live in the gray. They may have white and black aspects to certain things, but they don't like everybody to see their gray. Mm -hmm. But most of us do live in the gray. Mm -hmm. And and when you look at men in, in, in a partner, you're looking for that. I want somebody in the gray, but I want someone who knows they're in the gray and who's comfortable with their gray. Painful to own. It's painful. It's painful to own, but own it. And people will either stick with you or they won't. Right. So one of my big things as a nurse is allowing people to make their own choices. You don't have to be so selfish to make a decision for someone else when you can just allow that person to choose to participate or not. Because if they, they're not going to, there will be somebody who will. It, that's right. You just, it doesn't have to be them. Mm-hmm. And so allowing, and that was why my son's father and I didn't work out, because he was making decisions for my lifestyle. I don't like to be smothered. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I like having my space. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being able to come home and pass gas and press <laughs> my butt and, and drop my clothes on the floor and not have to pick them up and, and live how I want to live. Right, right. And, and not live in the house and have somebody walk by, really, this is what you're going to do? I don't, or you're not going to clean this right now? I want to live and do me, and, and I've gotten comfortable in that. Yes. And that's the sad part is when you haven't been married or you've been alone for a long time, you do get comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. You know, now, here's the flip side. Okay, so as someone who I, I, too, enjoy my space, it gives me time to think. It gives me time to be free. It gives me time to be creative. So being married, I said, if I if if this does not work, I don't know if I can do this again. Now, yeah. I should have learned from the first marriage. But I was very young. This this marriage right here, um, I got married uh, again at 30, you know, and I thought I was a little bit more mature. I thought I could handle it. But I don't want to know every intimate detail of another person. I just don't. And, I, and I'm realizing that. It's kind of like, wow. And then, you know, it's like you get in this comfort zone. And I'm speaking just from a married person. You know, they always try to say that, you know, you should have a date night. But Really, I think I would prefer to not get ready at the same house. You jump in the shower, then I jump in the shower, or we jump in the shower together, and then we're getting married and we're driving together. To me, that's just too much closeness before the date. Like, yeah, there is, in that agree. Yeah, I, I want to meet you at the spot. I want to see you walk in, or you see me walk in, and we don't know how we prepared for that. I didn't know that you took a shower and your 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 towel is on the floor. You got hair everywhere. I don't want to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 
and there is something to that you're hitting on part of what I when I said companion. Why I said I would at this stage prefer a companion and us have our own separate spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of married friends who who said you're absolutely right, mm-hmm. and that's what they would they would prefer. And if they and I hear people say the same thing with you or that you just said because you you get that that time for the unknown. Yes, you you, you build up the urge to want to see them. Honestly, there is nothing like seeing a man and and going to his house and and you don't live there. Yes, and you come in and he's and he's treating you like the queen and. And he's, do you want this? Or do you want that? Or, or you're, you're doing for him? Yep. At your spot, there is nothing like that, right? I enjoy going to different environments and engaging in different environments, and I don't. I you kind of like not knowing. There was nothing like going over to his house and taking a shower. I just felt, I felt like I was wanted. I've never. I've never felt that wanted mm-hmm. that. Oh, now, now you took a shower together. Or you just got in his shower together. Oh, cause I was like, girl, where? <laughs> no, there was just something to me coming to his house and that's romantic after work and, and, and getting in the shower with him and us, us, you know, cleaning each other off and me drying off with his towel. That was just so sensual. Yeah, that's romantic. You don't want to go against the traditional teachings in the way. I think that the more we evolve as people and the more we um, become, the, we start understanding ourselves and what we can do and our limitations. And, and you know, with technology and everything else, it was, People had to live a certain way at a certain time because we didn't have the things that we have. Yeah. But we can text all day. We can talk on the phone mm-hmm. several times a day. We can we can email each other. Oh, my gosh. I have just recently. So my one-night stand turned into, you know, a kind of keeping in contact. And the fact that we email each other like old school, you got mail, AOL, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. That to me is so sexy. Yeah. To, to, you know, look in my email and see that, you know, he sent me an email. Just even if it's just Merry Christmas or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That to me is just so cute. And there's there's like a... I think I get what you're talking about because get what I'm saying? yes, I do. Now he sent you an actual email, not a text or anything like that. Correct. No, not a text or anything. We did exchange phone numbers, um, but then we exchanged email numbers. I mean, email addresses, and we started to email here and there. And I just hundred percent, I just was like, there's there's a nostalgia there with that, and yeah. and I'm not as connected, but I do enjoy seeing an email from him from time to time mm-hmm. and staying connected that way. Um, and like I said, that night was a hundred percent. I mean, literally sex all night long, literally. Mm-hmm. Not just. Let me jump on you. It was intimate, hugging, kissing, holding hands, 100% of what I needed at the time. Right. Right. And... Now, how do you keep yourself from, because as women, we tend to get that 
and we want more and then we want a relationship and we want you to now leave who you're with. How do you keep yourself balanced enough to say, this is what I needed at the time and it's great to hear from you, but I know what the situation is. Just like you said it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you just don't make it more complicated. You can't put your emotions into it. I vibed with him that night. We hit it off and we made it to bed because we vibed so well. Mm-hmm. And that goes to validate what you said about um, being married but still be, meeting people and being attracted to them. Mm-hmm. You can't turn that. It's not a switch. No. And some people may say, well, if you're, you know, when you when you start talking about spiritual sense and God and all of that, then you start talking about... Um, Cutting, you know, controlling the urges and things like that, which is which are fine. Mm-hmm. But you're really you do you're kind of torturing yourself for the sake of something else. Yes, you're you're kind of um, you're controlling an urge, and it the thought you're controlling that urge, but the thought was still there. Mm-hmm. So you no matter what you can't erase that attraction that you felt. Right, it was there. It was real. You just didn't act on it, which is fine. And you don't have to act on all the urges no. you feel. Right. Um, attractiveness is one of those other urges that you, and you're going to be attracted to a million people, but you may not act on the whole million, but those people that you do act on have something special. They do. Made you, made it a little bit different, right? Right. That's, that's absolutely right. But this was going on back in the day when daddy had multiple families that you didn't know about. Like, it is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is just something that's just is just not now coming to the forefront, you know, but it's, back- it's not going anywhere. So my life is in the gray and I'm just now able to embrace it. And once I embraced it, I took a deep breath and exhaled and it was like a breath of fresh air. And out of that breath came this podcast series. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to listen to our bonus track. Peace. For more information about me and to read some of my work, please visit www.bfglenn.com. I am also on social media as BFGlenn. Thank you for listening to Mommy Podcast.